Our guest today is E. James Smith, who we know as Jamie. He's vice president and one of the founders of the New York Stereoscopic Association. In fact, other than myself, he's the only other founder who can be found. Today we're going to discuss some of the great work Jamie has done documenting train rides in 3D with his Fuji W3 digital stereo camera rig. So it's my great pleasure to introduce you to a great friend of the 3D community and a great friend in general, E. James Smith. So, Jamie, let's get right to it. What got you so interested in trains? I think, John, because I lived near train tracks initially, and probably like every kid, uh, you just sort of for some reason get into like locomotives and, and, and trains and things. But definitely a, a fascination was that uh, every day, a couple times a day, uh, trains, it would mostly be freight trains, but once a day it would be a, a passenger train, would run through my little New England town. And uh, uh, my friend lived near the tracks and we used to hang out and sometimes get to talk to the engineers. Uh, then I had a train set. So I grew up on that end of it with the model trains. Um, and, and also just even in movies, I just love movies like uh, North by Northwest and, you know, all the old Westerns, anything that, that has a, a cool train in it. I'm always, uh, always into it. And, you know, of course, uh, the, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Orient Express, Murder on the Orient Express. And uh, so I've just kind of always been fascinated with it. And then when I was um, younger, I kind of, um, kind of thought, well, when I get older, what I'm going to do instead of maybe go skiing or camping or other hobbies people do. I thought I would take long train rides where I'd be on the train for days at a time. So I have been across the country um, several times, several directions uh, and documented my trips with, um, with like you said, the W3 and, and a few other cameras as well. It's interesting. I started traveling by train right after Amtrak was founded um, and they had in my little school in the same town where uh, I, you know, we all got a charge of the train going through every day. Um, they actually organized a field trip to go from Springfield, Massachusetts, all the way to Hartford, Connecticut, which is about a 45 minute train ride. But it was my first train ride and the whole class went down. We got on in this old train station, which is since been closed and then since reopened and refurbished in Springfield. And then went all the way to Hartford, got off, went, walked around the Hartford train station a little bit. And, I'll, and that's still exactly the same pretty much. Um, and then got on the train and came back. We all got uh, little, little lapel buttons that say uh, back on the tracks, Amtrak. And I still have that button from that, that trip. And uh, so that was my very first, uh, first train ride. What's the most scenic train trip you've ever taken? The most scenic train trip I've ever taken is definitely actually fairly recently. It was in 2014. And I went from Boston all the way to Seattle on two different trains. Um, the, um, the Lakeshore Limited from Boston uh, to Chicago and then from Chicago out to um, Seattle uh, I took the, the Empire Builder, which is probably the coolest train, one of the best trains in the country because it goes on a northern route and comes through the Rockies. So I saw the Cascade Mountains and it was just a very beautiful trip and definitely would be, I, I would say, the, the grandest, biggest trip. I did the trip with my stepdad and my grandfather, who has since passed. And we had talked about doing a big trip like this and we actually pulled it off. And it was amazing. We just got on the train, went all the way across country, spent a little time on the ground in Chicago because there's about a five or six hour layover 
during the day. So we went to the Sears Tower, um, uh, I think the Federal Reserve. We did a few things like that around. Um, and then and then got on another train, which the West trains are always these double-decker trains. So they're, they have dome cars and they're a little different than the trains in the East. They can be taller because they don't have to worry about the, the uh, river tunnels here in the Northeast. So uh, we got on that train and that's when it really got to be quite scenic. And, um, and we made it all the way over to Seattle. And then we actually got off the train in Seattle and we had some time to kill. We had a dinner reservation at the Space Needle and then we were actually flying back the same night. We didn't even spend a night in Seattle. So we, uh, we ended up taking the Puget Sound Ferry just to uh, continue the transportation theme. So we got off the train, went straight to a ferry, when, you know, it's basically like a Staten Island ferry. It's a big giant ferry and it, you know, goes all the way across the sound. So we did that for a couple of hours. And I tell you, that was the most beautiful, but I have been other places too, like down, uh, been to New Mexico and to uh, Texas. Um, and those, those trips are great too. Basically the, the thing is you go from New York to, to Chicago and then from Chicago, you fan out like a, a spokes of a wheel and go to different parts of the country. So I've been on a lot of those lines and each one is uh, beautiful in their own way. It's interesting that you brought that up because Route 66 begins in Chicago and works its way out to Santa Monica, California, but most of that trip travels alongside a uh, railway because that was the best way to get the road built. Very interesting, I never even thought about that. Thanks, Jamie. And explain the accommodations and what it's like to travel that long on a train. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so yes, you're right. Uh, on these trains, um, I always get, for the long hauls, I always get a, a cabin. Uh, I usually get the smallest one, the roomette. Um, but my uh, grandfather and stepdad, they had um, a little bit larger room just because they were bigger guys and had more stuff with them and stuff. So, uh, But anyway, these rooms all have uh, either in the room or down the hall, they have a shower. And, uh, and the combinations are very nice because you can, um, you basically, you know, and I don't say very nice, like luxurious. I just mean cool. You know, they're all a little bit old. They all need a little refreshing, but, uh, but, but anyway, so you, you get on the train, you have your room and then all your meals are in the dining car. So they'll come by and take your reservation. And I learned the hard way that you make your, you, you make your reservation for the earlier dinner because they run out of food sometimes. So, so, you know, you go there and say, I want the, the steak or the chicken dinner. They might be, well, we ran out of that. So you always get the early sitting, even if you're not used to eating early. And then, uh, and then you usually meet a lot of people on the train at dinner because they mix you with other people. And then you, you're back in your room. And then on these Western trains, you have the observation car and all of that. And so after a day or so of this, you really, really kind of feel like you want a shower. And so, like you mentioned, John, we were on this trip and it was the weirdest feeling knowing that it was like minus 20 outside in, in the Dakotas. We're going across, um, I think it was South Dakota. And, uh, and just to know outside was minus 20. And here I am in the shower, steaming, to, you know, and you get this nice hot shower and then you get out, you go back to your room and you look out and it's all snowy. So yeah, it's an amazing thing. It's a it's a strange feeling to be able to take a shower like like that while you're moving while you're moving taking a shower is is, is another weird thing. I love the mental picture you draw of the train chugging through the wilderness and freezing cold. You know, it's just it's it's wonderful. It's kind of stuff I love. What kind of people do you meet on the train, by the way? You basically meet other rail bucks. You know, other people who do this for fun, like I do. Um, 
in general, it, it was only around 9-11 where you met a lot of novices who had never done it before and didn't know the deal. But pretty much, um, and that's when it was the most crowded because uh, no one was flying then. And uh, Pasta for them, they missed a steak. Right, right, exactly. But it was funny. And back then, I remember you could still smoke on the trains. So there was a lot, there was areas in the train that were just completely full of cigarette smoke. But um, but the people you meet on the train are always very friendly and nice, uh, especially the ones that are coming in the sleeping cars, because then you, you see those people, you end up being, you know, you'll see somebody over at a table at dinner at another table, and then you'll come to breakfast the next morning and you'll be sitting with them. And, uh, and you know, and it's, you meet a lot of people. I've met some people who I've stayed in touch with that way, you know, through, through meeting them on the car, the dining car. But yeah, I would say generally, and I would also say they're, they're, uh, generally older you don't see a lot of younger people and if you do they're usually families you know like say a, a family with with some kids but uh, but i would say i'm you know usually sitting with people who could be my grandparents friends a lot of times you know that kind of thing people must constantly comment on the camera and ask you a million questions yes it, it, it's funny like like all of us with 3d um in the beginning you had to explain what it was now people recognize what it is as far as oh the two lenses that means it's 3d uh everyone when you when they see it will tell you their experience with it like oh i had a view master or i know those stereo cards or that kind of thing i usually take a picture and then show them themselves in 3d on the back of the you know on the screen on the back of the w3 but, um, but yes, the, the reaction to the camera always, whether it's on the train or, or anywhere, um, is usually one of, of curiosity, you know, to just what is that? And wow, I didn't know you could do that, that kind of thing. Along with the Fuji W3, didn't you bring along a stereo video camera? That is correct. It uh, depends on the trips. I do have available to me a Sony video camera. So some of the newer things I've done, I've shot with that. And uh, so, for instance, the train, the more local train trips I've done uh, with, you know, just highlighting areas in the New York area here, uh, I did shoot with with video with the Sony, but I always have the still camera. And then the earlier stuff before I had uh, the Sony, I, um, I actually shot video on the W3. And so um, that is maybe what you were just going to ask, which is um, for instance, on this cross country trip, the, the Lakeshore Limited and you know the Empire Builder, what I basically did is I didn't shoot a lot of like, I mean, I probably did, but I, in the finished little video I made, I didn't, um, show anything except what I looked at out my window. So in other words, I sat in my little compartment and I, pre I washed the window as best I could. And it's hard because sometimes you can't get to the outside, especially on these double-decker trains. So you have to find a spot where, the, where there's not grunge on the window. And hold, hold up the, the camera right to the um, window. And also I shoot with wide-angle lenses. So it, they screw on the front and make a nice flat uh, surface for the the camera to place right up against the glass with that helps with the glare and I would just hit the video and hit run and just get this whizzing by you know scene out, outside and sometimes it was really cool because there'd be converging spur train tracks you know that would be parallel and then all of a sudden it would spur off and go off into the distance you know into the mountains or something so I went I decided to shoot that way every day a little bit whenever it was scenic outside unfortunately big chunks of the country it was nighttime so when you see it it starts in Massachusetts the, the video and then you know, there's a huge, huge chunk missing. And then all of a sudden you're kind of out West because it got, it was in the winter too. So it got dark at about 4.30. And then, you know, 
it was really the next day really before we were on the train heading west of Chicago. But that's, that's pretty much how I shoot shot that particular one, uh, which is very scenic. When you look outside, you see a lot of different people's backyards and things like that. As well, what I do is I, I travel on Amtrak all the time going to see family up to Boston. So I'm pretty regular on the Acela. And I just shoot out the window. I also shoot surreptitiously, just passengers. I try to document what it's like to be on the train itself. So no doubt as far as in my W3 collection, I have stills of what the inside of my room looks like, the little roomette, um, the sink, the toilet, the shower, the, the dining car. I know I've taken some of the dining car. But then also just a lot out the window too, even on a cella, just going up to Boston. Just, you know, you'll look out the window and there'll be a beautiful scenic, uh, you know, a bay or something in Rhode Island and ships out there. And, you know, so I just try to get that. Usually when you do that, though, you'll get a little bit of blur, which I like because it makes you, when you look back at the picture, as long as the middle parts in focus kind of feel like you're moving, like with the train. How far along are you with the, um, with the videos that you've created? Have you gotten to the editing process yet and how far, how long before we can see them is my point. No, I haven't. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. I'm, I'm just now trying to kind of restore that. And, and especially uh, since we've been doing so much on Zoom and everything, um, the, the problem was, I think it was initially shot at, on, with the W3. The video is not HD quality. So um, I forget if I tried to upload it. I think I might have even tried to upload it to 3D Crave. But Basically, I kind of did it and forgot about it and moved on and got the other camera. So what I really want to do is, is go back and, um, and bring that up to, to spec and then get that out there. So that one's kind of unseen at this point. And it's kind of cool. It's only about seven minutes long, goes all the way across the country. And my good buddy, Al Reynolds, and I did the music for it. And we literally scored it. We, we had the video here playing on the TV here in my studio. And we're, it was playing, and we were just playing along to it. So if the, if the train slowed down, the, the music slowed down, and I, I retained some of the nat sound of the, the, the train clicking and the announcements that come over it. The announcements are great. You know, there's a guy describing Puget Sound and another guy saying, you know, come to the snack bar, we're about to close. So it really does give you a sense of going cross-country on the train in seven minutes, just looking out the window. As I recall, you did some really interesting local uh, train tours, right? Thank you. Yes. So I had, it's funny, I went through a a period with uh, limited employment, you know, as a freelancer, there's often gaps. So I try not to waste any of that time. And so a few years ago, um, actually, I think it's roughly four years ago now, there was a period of months that I had on my hands, time on my hands. So I um, got this idea. I was actually had to go out to a function on Long Island Railroad. And I was on the train and I just looked at the map and saw that it went all the way out to Montauk. And I used to actually go to college out in Long Island. So I'm familiar with the lines, but I basically just go to and from New York city to a place that's about an hour from the city. I've never been all the way out. So I got this idea while riding on that, on that day to go all the way to the end and just see what's there, go to Montauk and see what's there. So I came home that day and I researched it. And within a week I pulled it all together, got the equipment I needed and everything. And it was interesting, logistically, I had this, this strange kind of window where I have, um, so I decided I was going to go to the Montauk Lighthouse, which is the big scenic thing. It's very historic out on the tip of Long Island in Montauk. And the Montauk is a, almost a three hour train journey from Penn Station in New York. So I went out there with a 3D video camera. 
I don't think I brought the still I, camera. I think I pretty much just focused on, on video and some sound equipment. But this is the funny thing. I had to, um, I had, I know once I got to the train station, it was um, about a 10 to 15 minute drive from there to the lighthouse. And then, uh, so I got a cab and that really wasn't hard, but I only had one train to come back because these trains don't run all the time. So I got in at about 1130 in the morning, got a cab, got, got out there by about 12. And basically I got the guy's number and I said, listen, I need to make the train going back. It's like 2.30 or something like that. And so I had a very short, I had about three hours and about an hour of it was devoted to, you know, transportation. So really about two hours at the place. So I really did a, just went around and shot very, very quickly. I set up the tripod and shot my little stand-up thing, that, you know, down at the base. And then I took a tour and went all the way to the top and was able to shoot a little bit up there and inside and all of that. And then luckily I got uh, the cab, came back, picked me up in the nick of time, got, got back and got on the train. And then it was another three hours back to Penn Station. And so I shot the trip going out there. But I figured once I got there, that was the end. There wasn't anything to shoot coming back. I almost, I think I fell asleep on the train coming back. But on the way out there, I shot me on the train. I shot some stuff out the window. Um, and I shot, you know, me just saying, okay, we're on the train and we're going out to, to Montauk. So this was the idea I had is to, because in here in New York City, we have a, a three major commuter rail lines that all, you know, start in midtown Manhattan and, and fan out in three directions. So, so this one went out east to the tip of Long Island. And so then I thought, well, I'll do Metro North as far north as they go, which, you know, and each one has a, a few terminuses or termini. <laughs> but um, so... Uh, I decided Poughkeepsie right up the Hudson river, that would be scenic. So I went to Poughkeepsie for the second one. And then the third one was going to be um, down to like long branch, New Jersey, basically on New Jersey transit to, as far as they go down, which would be Jersey shore. So the second time I went um, and this time it wasn't Penn station, it was grand central. And I went um, all the way up to Poughkeepsie and walked over an old uh, railroad bridge, which has been turned into a pedestrian and bike walkway kind of place. Uh, as well as there used to be this old big mansion there um, with this guy who invented, um, uh, I, I think it was something to do with uh, cavity fillings or something like that. But he was an early dental pioneer and he had lots of money and he uh, built this huge mansion right there on the edge of the Hudson River. And the, the remnants of it are still up in the woods and you can walk around and see him. So I shot all that. And uh, there's also actually another bridge you can walk over too. So it was very, it had a lot of stuff in it on that trip. And then, um, so I shot those two within about a month of each other. Uh, and then, you know, the worst thing happened, I got work again. <laughs> and uh, pretty much I've been uh, doing that, you know, not, not having a chance to go. And the secret was to go on a weekday. So it's not, you know, you're not getting weekend traffic and you're getting a typical kind of, and during the day also the trains are pretty empty. It's not commuter time, that kind of thing. So, so that kind of helps. So I'm looking for another time and I'm going to try to do it again this year when I can jump on and go down to, um, to, to uh, Long Branch, New Jersey and see what's there. And, and unfortunately I've researched uh, that and there isn't a lot down there because a lot of historic things have been wiped out by hurricanes and things over the years. But, you know, that's the idea of the series is just see what's there. So, so we'll go there and look around. Now I did shoot actually, but I never edited. And so it's coming as well, a fourth episode where I actually did go on Amtrak and go all the way to New Orleans. Um, 
so I took the train from here to New Orleans and uh, and shot a little bit around in New Orleans. So that's sort of the the uh, the fourth episode that's in the can but needs to be edited. So that's one coming up as well. What are the history of these recordings? About when were they uh, accomplished? Uh, that they were around 2017. The the two Long Island ones, and then the uh, the one to New Orleans was the next year. Well, in the coming weeks, we'll be happy to screen on NYSA presents some of the videos that you already accomplished and we'll wait for you finish the editing job and thank you for uh, taking us on the train ride in uh, in the theater of the mind fantastic job thank you very much jamie great john well thank you very much this has been fantastic you know it's easy for me to, to talk a lot about trains so this has been fun and i do hope uh, between the new ones the old ones and the ones i'm about to shoot everybody enjoys um, you know everything we have here and again, thanks for sharing with us, Jamie, and we'll be seeing you on NYSA Presents. And to our listeners, this is Johnny Laser wishing you well, stay safe, and thanks for stopping by to hear what you've been missing in 3D. I'm going to let Tom Waits take us home. The piano has been drinking. The piano has been drinking.